Uh, side note, we talked about phones. Do you want to oh do a gosh. personal update on phones or no? Yes. <laughs> but I don't know what I'm going to say because yeah. I, Fred was like, do you feel morally like whatever? Oh, I could talk about my one person. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk about it. Let's talk about it. Hey everyone, welcome to Frugalicious. I'm Jessica, an outdoorsy and frugal teacher, and I'm here with my sister, Beth. Hey guys, I'm Beth. I'm an English teacher, a new mom, and frugality enthusiast. In this podcast, we'll share with you some frugal and fabulous tips, tricks, and life hacks. And today's theme is frugal versus cheap. Chase the money, nope. The money chase you. That's right, cause you're the boss now. Tell the daughters what to do. It's frugalicious. Yeah, it's a movement. We'll find the discounts. Yeah, we can do this. Yeah, we can do this. So before we dive into the episode, um, so personal life update. We talked about inflation in episode. 23. And in that episode, I did a big rant about fixing your old phone and about mm. buying used phones. And then um, I bought a new iPhone last week. So <laughs> I just felt really guilty about it. And I was talking with Fred about it. And I was just like, I am having such moral dilemmas. So anyways, basically what happened was I had my iPhone 6S, which I talked about, loved it, had it for 14 months, worked great. The battery started dying. It started kind of like crashing and shutting Mm -hmm. down Mm -hmm. and I just decided that after buying like I've bought pretty much nothing but used phones for the past like 10 years Mm -hmm. so I was like I'm gonna try buying a new phone and see how I feel about it and kind of as a little life experiment so I did buy a new phone I bought an 8 so I didn't jump up to you know like an XR or like whatever Mm. letter number they're on right now I don't even know who knows? But um, I bought an eight and um, it's basically really similar to a success. It feels really similar to the size and like all of the stuff. It doesn't have the home button that you can push, which I really miss. But anyways, mm. all that to say, I bought a new one and I was just having such a moral qualm about it. And then I sent Jessica a message. We use this app <laughs> called Marco Polo where we send each other little like voice or like video messages. Mm -hmm. And I was just kind of debriefing my experience. But anyways, what I did was I was looking at the price of my new phone and thinking about kind of what it would be of impact on my budget. Because I was realizing that sometimes being frugalicious means that you're saving money and that you're like pinching pennies, which we Mm -hmm. have all been there. And sometimes it means that you're making a wise purchase that will save you money in the long run. Right. And so by buying a new phone, I know that this phone could probably last me for like three years where a used phone maybe only would last me for a year or two. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I took the price of the phone and I, um, I divided it by my monthly income. And I realized that the price of the phone was only like, like less than 20% of my monthly income. And I was like, okay, so for a month, that's like a, it's a chunk, but mm-hmm. it's like only one month. But then I was like, I'm going to do divided by my yearly income to see what Mm -hmm. it is. And it was like 1% of my yearly income. And so, and Jessica and I kind of went back and forth a few times about it, but we're like, okay, 1% of the yearly income, but what if the phone lasts me for two years or for three years? Then in comparison to what I make, it's actually not such a a not frugalicious purchase because it's not like I can't afford it. It's just that 
it costs more than I usually would spend on a phone, Mm -hmm. but maybe it'll last longer and in the long run. And another thing that mom taught us, I don't know if we've talked about this in the podcast, but uh, mom taught us when you buy a new thing, if you imagine that you spend a dollar every time you use it, you see mm. if that kind of goes over time. So for example, if you buy a coat, I think I maybe did talk about this, but anyways, yeah, this buy sounds a, familiar. Yeah. Like a hundred dollar coat, but you wear it, you know, half the year for three years, that's going to work out in the long run. But if you spend like a hundred dollars on a fancy dress that you wear one time, like mm-hmm. maybe that's not worth it. So I was thinking about that and I was like, how often do I use my phone? If I spent a dollar a day on my phone, that would be like a dollar a day for, you know, less than two years or whatever. That is actually really worth it. And it's a thing that I probably use really, really often. So anyways, that's my confession slash moral (laughs) dilemma. And I don't know if you want to say anything about your new phone, Jess. Well, I knew I needed a new phone for a while because I had, well, actually, I think I did a great job keeping my phone as long as I did. Did, considering yeah. I dropped it in a creek. So, <laughs> and like, I don't just mean just dropped it in a creek. A lot of people like you drop it in the toilet, you drop, you know, it like gets in water for a second and you fish it out right away. No, yeah. I mean, I'm hanging out with some friends and then all of a sudden one of my friends goes, Oh my gosh, there's whose phone is in the water. <laughs> and it was down at the little Creek. We had been like hanging out by taking pictures by. And so it had been down there at least two or three minutes in the creek. Yep. So all that to say, eventually the battery and processor started having some trouble. And Understandably. Just, you know, I'd be using the camera and it would decide it was too much. It was overwhelmed and it just would turn off on me. <laughs> so I knew I needed a Very high phone. maintenance phone. I know. And also where I work, we use our phones to communicate with each other when we're not in our yeah. classrooms throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So it actually is something I needed to have working. It couldn't just be, oh, my phone died. You know, Mm -hmm. I needed it for work reasons. So I got a new phone, but what I went with is instead of, I kept my same type of phone that I had because I really like how it works. But instead of getting the newest, newest update, I got a couple levels back and it's still, basically I was talking to the phone place guy. I mean, it's got all the same features. It does all the same stuff. It's just like, it's kind of like the difference between buying a car and it like has seat warmers or it doesn't. It's like if the car still works fine and does all the things you need the car to do. Right. It's just, you maybe don't have this extra bell or this extra whistle. Well, and you're like, you're, you're good with technology, but you're not like the most techie person. And it's not like your phone is the most important piece of technology no. that you have. So if you cared more about that, you might be willing to spend right. a couple hundred dollars That'd more, but you were yeah. like, I just need something that functions. Well, and the price difference between the newest model and the one that I got was the new one was twice as much. Yeah. So I was able to pay half the price yeah. and after talking to you about that, like calculating according to your income, it's like, oh yeah, that's definitely less than 1% of my yearly income, which means over the course of two years, because I'll, you know, I will at least have it two years, hopefully more. That's half a percent of all my total income. And for something that I use every single day, multiple times a day, that's a good investment. That's totally, that's a way to spend money. I think so. And another, uh, Kaching for Jessica was, and for myself actually, for both of us, is we bought our phones outright instead of putting them on a payment plan mm-hmm. or having it. Yeah. A lot of people put it into the price of their like monthly bill, which yeah. I've never done. I've always bought my phone outright, and it's just such a freeing feeling to just it's like so know that you yeah. own it. 
Yep. And just to not have to make payments because they're yep. making money on like the interest that they're charging you and on like, yeah. yeah I will great. say, here's one other thing to be aware of because I got the paint, the phone plan I have right now yeah. is I'm grandfathered in. So oh, yeah. I was asking, cause every time I go, I ask and see like, Hey, is this the best rate for me? Is this what I need to be right. doing? Should I change it? Should I adjust it? Can I do anything for a little bit less? And the guy's just like, no, this like, we don't have any plans that are this low <laughs> right now. So yeah. if this one's working for you, great. Keep it. Yeah. yeah. So the thing with my plan, it doesn't have unlimited data, but I rarely get even close to using up my data. Oh yeah. And so for me, it works for other yeah. people that maybe use a lot more data because of what they use their phone for. Yeah. Maybe that wouldn't work for them, but I think that's another thing. I realized yeah. like, okay, this is good. And I'm spending some money on the phone, but because I'm sticking with other things that are the same, mm-hmm. I got to keep my plan. Yeah, your plan stayed the same. Way less. You bought the phone out, right? Yeah, your bill stays the same. Yep. Yeah, that's great. I love that. That's our little life update. We now life update. Um, I'll keep you posted in like three years when my phone's still going strong. (laughs) Well, today's episode is all about this distinction between frugal and cheap. And this was my idea when we were, we were talking about podcast ideas. And I thought this is a really helpful because I think a lot of people, when they hear the word frugal, they think cheap. That's what they think it means. And so today we're just going to discuss a little bit uh, the differences between frugal and cheap and give some examples and talk about different categories where you could see this maybe play out in your life. So Jess, do you want to read our definitions for frugal and cheap that we looked up? So frugal is sparing or economical with regard to money or food. And it also could mean simple and plain and costing little. Mm -hmm. And then cheap is inexpensive because of inferior quality or miserly or stingy when talking about a person or when talking about a sale item it could mean low in price or worth more than its cost so even just in listening to the definitions like cheap has a negative you know, negative undertones not not very complimentary words there yeah um, totally I, I don't want to be labeled as miserly or stingy. I don't like that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, and people think that when you're like, oh, I'm a frugal person. They're like, oh, yeah. that person's like a stingy person or they're a cheap person. Yeah. But we want to show you that that is not the case. Yeah. Well, and I also think the other thing that I think is it's not just stingy or cheap, but frugal also has that connotation of, of being like not as good, like, oh, you're frugal, so you're missing out on everything or mm-hmm. you don't have, like you're li- living a less lesser quality of life. Right, like you're living frugal. a poor life, yeah. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it's almost like a not pity thing, but it just has this thing of like, oh, you only live that way because you have to. But what I kind of liked about the definition was where it was like, well, just simple and plain and costing little, like minimalism can be very frugal. And it also is like, can be very peaceful and And trendy right now. And trendy. Yeah. Yeah. And less stress. Frugal's making a comeback. Yeah. So I think there's definite positive qualities to it. Yeah, absolutely. That don't always get seen. Yeah. So 
I mean, for me, I've always had a very positive connotation of being frugal. And when I think about this, I think about mom, as we always talk about. We learned a lot from our mom about how to be frugal. I mean, we have four kids in the family. We didn't have a huge house growing up. We shared rooms. Mm -hmm. We took very budget-friendly vacations Mm -hmm. and um, things that we bought. Jessica talked in one episode about the what, did, what episode was that about the box of jeans? How whenever, oh, whenever man. you need a new pair of jeans, like mom would that, bring out the box. That was the one, the clothes. That was the yeah. one thing about mom being frugal that did I well. did not like because yeah. I, I think it wasn't even that they were old or used. I don't think it was that. I think it, it was that they, they weren't my style and I wanted yes. something that was going to be me, you know, like yeah. represent me. And they just all felt like old dated jeans and I couldn't truly express myself in them. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Like it wasn't your style. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So yeah. when I think about frugal, one example that comes to mind is I think about how mom did birthday parties and birthday presents. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's very common nowadays that a birthday party is like a huge deal and you spend a ton of money and you go rent out a place. Yeah, totally. And I mean, like I said, we had four kids. I mean, mom and dad had good jobs, but they didn't, they put the money on like saving it for college and like paying off their house. Like they prioritize their spending. Mm-hmm. And so for a birthday party, what we would do is we could invite friends over and we would order pizza. And that was like a mm-hmm. huge deal because we never ordered pizza. And then they would give us a really nice present, but not anything really expensive. So I would say probably they had like a 25 or $30 right. present budget. So instead, like sometimes when I talk to my friends, like, oh, I got a TV for my birthday or, oh, I got a whatever. I'd be like, me. oh, yeah, mom got me like a t-shirt and a book or something. Yeah. But it wasn't ever like cheap because it was very intentional and it was right. very thoughtful and she really put time into it. It was a very frugal sort of gift. And then she would always make our cake and she had this yeah. cake decorating book and she would spend time decorating <laughs> I fun loved that cakes. cake decorating book. Yeah, the school bus cake. I also like, oh, that yeah. was my favorite cake of all time. Yeah. Maybe we can get a picture of that and put it in the show notes because mom yeah, made some pretty great cakes. I always it always cakes. cracked me up though because mom is like a sweet, wonderful, attentive woman. But if yes. you walk in the kitchen and she is like decorating one of these cakes, get you're out. like, hey mom, what? <laughs> Like she could not focus on anything else but the cake. She was saving money, Jessica. She was saving money by decorating her own cake. It was so funny. So I just learned not to talk to mom when she was making the cake. But yeah, you know what? So birthdays and then Christmas, because you know how a lot of families spend so much money on Christmas and the gifts are huge. I mean, I, I just, I see this in people all the time and I don't know. It's just, we grew up very differently. And yeah. we each, I don't know, at Christmas, we got one big present. We got the little stocking stuffers. And yeah. when I say little stocking stuffers, you guys, I don't mean chapstick. like, yeah, I mean chapstick and body wash. Chocolate. And orange. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and orange sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was okay. I mean, I think that's the point. Like, I felt fine about it. I didn't feel. Yeah. I felt fine about it too. Until you, like, and when you compare, obviously, that yeah. got I sometimes a little bit tricky, I would but... feel jealous of my friends or even like, even now they'll get, um, big birthday money checks from 
their families. And it's like, oh, my family yeah. doesn't do that. But, yeah. but it's okay. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's fine and all my needs are met and I still can get the things that I want and it's okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's a very different mentality. Yeah. So um, I was brainstorming some sort of categories that we're going to go through just to show the difference between being frugal and being cheap. Mm-hmm. So the first one is when it comes to eating out. So eating out is great. And we all love to eat out. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't. I don't know. Most people do. And so when you go eat out, a lot of times people will, if they're on a budget, sometimes they're like, oh, the way that I can save money is by not leaving a tip or leaving or a really a small really bad tip. tip. Yeah. Yeah. So my husband is a very generous person. And for a lot of our married life, because we were on a budget, we would split an entree, order waters, Mm-hmm. And then he'd be like, let's leave a big tip. And I'd be like, but I want to buy dessert or I want to buy my own entree or whatever. But he was like, no, we need to show them that just because we ordered water and split an entree doesn't mean that we're cheap. Mm. We need to leave a respectable tip because they still gave us the same amount of service that they would right. give someone if they ordered like a right. huge meal. So he would always leave like probably like double the tip that anyone would probably normally leave. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, let's leave like a 50% tip. I'm like, okay, like slow down. Uh, but he would leave a bigger tip. And so that's a, I think a way that is, that is the distinction between being cheap and being frugal. Yeah. And when I was in university, we would always go to Denny's to study mm-hmm. and we would stay there for like hours and we'd order hot chocolates and we'd usually like buy a meal. And I remember talking with one of the waitresses and she was like, it just makes me so angry how all these university students come, they order things and then they don't leave a tip. And she looked at me, she's like, you know what? macaroni and cheese is like 70 cents a box. She's like, go home, cook it up. You don't need, if you can't afford to tip, like you shouldn't be going out to eat. And so I always remembered that because for her, like that was her livelihood, right? Like a lot of waiters and waitresses like live off of the tips and waiters, waitress. a lot of servers live off of their tips and that's kind of the the, the best part of their job financially. And so uh, I've always remembered that. And so that to me seems like a big a big distinction between being frugal and being cheap. And I think it goes back to planning too, just knowing when you're walking in there, okay, when I'm figuring out what I want to order, how much I want to spend, I need to calculate the tip into this and know that I'm going to leave a good tip because this person is doing their job and serving me. And yeah, yeah, I think that's really important. So uh, speaking of planning, I think, that's a huge part of it is thinking through your expenses before you spend them and plan for that. Um, So for example, I kind of recently did this. I got, you know how works do, we'll do like a small year end bonus or whatever. So I got a little one of those and my normal MO is just put it into savings, but I had been thinking about it and I realized, you know, I've been wanting to buy some more backpacking gear And this is like, this has come up in the budget as like some extra money, discretionary income that I have that I could use. And so I looked at how much I had, and then I looked at what I could buy, which gear I could buy with that. And then I bought only that, you know, Mm -hmm. and that helped me to like, still get the stuff that I want, still get good gear, still be able to do the things that I love, but not be dipping into other money or like being thoughtful and intentional. Yeah. Being thoughtful and intentional, like feeling really good about my purchase. Sometimes Mm -hmm. 
I buy something and it's completely impulse. And mm. then later I'm like, why did I get that? That was stupid. Yeah. I yeah. just, but oh, well, I mean, even right now, so I decided to Marie Kondo my closet. Did I tell love you that? It. Yeah, you uh, did. I love that. Yeah. And so I am going through all my things and I'm doing a really good job, like getting rid of stuff, but there's a couple things that I've like picked up and looked at and been like, ah, this was an impulse purchase. And the reason it stayed in my closet so long is because I spent money on it, even though I never wore it. And it mm. finally got to a point where I'm nope, just need to get rid of this. So just the yeah. thoughtful, like knowing what you want and thoughtfully spending that money rather than just impulse buying. Yeah makes a big difference. And I don't even think, so I'm going to make a caveat because I think sometimes you're out, like you're on a vacation or Mm -hmm. you're somewhere and you don't necessarily know what there might be that you would want to spend money on or to buy, but maybe you know that like you want a souvenir from this trip or something like that. Having thoughtfully thought about like, Hey, I might want to bring home a little memory and it might be around this size or this amount having already thought through that so that you're not just like spending it every single place. So you don't necessarily have to know what exactly you're going to buy, but having thought about, Hey, I might want to spend money here. Or like when I go Mm -hmm. on vacations, I put extra money in the eating out because I want to go to really yummy restaurants with my friends. And so I don't necessarily know if I'm going to spend all that money or not. But I've thought about that in advance so that when I get there, I'm not feeling like I'm just bleeding money, but, mm-hmm. but I've thought yeah. about it ahead of time. Yeah, that's great. So being intentional, thinking through. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next category we have is in your budgeting decisions. Uh, and the one category I thought of was gifts. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people are kind of scroogey. <laughs> I'm going to make that an adjective, Scroogey, with their gifts. And they're like, oh, I'm going to like pick up something cheap from the dollar store for someone. Like here, I got you this like cheap thing. Now, all that to say, the dollar store is great and you can get some quality items there. But if you're like, hey, for your birthday, I got you like these 10 really like cheap inferior things. Mm -hmm. And like I did that because I only wanted to spend $10.00. That is something that's like a little bit more cheap, whereas a frugal thing might be like, oh, I'm going to make you something or mm-hmm. I'm going to re-give something of quality that I got that maybe I'm not mm-hmm. using. Like they kind of sound similar because maybe even a frugal thing would be less than a cheap thing, but mm-hmm. it's all about that thoughtfulness. So I think about um, that story that you tell Jessica about how, so every year we'd get a chapstick in our mm-hmm. stocking. We have a lot of chapstick, Avon chapstick. And so Jessica one year got one of her Avon chapsticks and instead of keeping it, because she already had a million chapsticks, she went to like what was like a four-year-old's birthday party and you gave it to her and she loved it, of course. Oh my gosh. So that's like- Yeah, she kept putting it on. Do I look beautiful? Do I look beautiful? (laughs) (laughs) Of course. And it's like the tinted kind, so it's fun. So that's like a very frugal thing. Like, hey, I had this thing that is actually a quality thing that I'm not using Mm -hmm. that I'm going to re-gift, whereas a cheap thing might have been like, I'm going to go pick her up some cheap toy at the dollar store that like Mm -hmm. isn't going to last very long that maybe she didn't even want or wouldn't even use. Yeah. So I think about that when I think about gifts and I try Mm -hmm. to be very intentional with the gifts that I give people. And sometimes I spend a bit more money on gifts. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, I think it was last year for Jessica's birthday, I got her a weighted blanket. Yeah. Uh, And normally with a gift, I might spend 
$20 or less. And with the weighted blanket, I spent $20 or more, but it was something that I wanted to give her. And because I wasn't in the same country as you, I was like, I can't really send you a handmade thing. And so I got you this weighted blanket. I spent more money on it, but it was an intentional decision of, I wouldn't do this thing. And it was like, I got a better quality. Like I didn't be like, what's the cheapest one I can get. I did some searching. I was like, found some reviews and bought one that I thought would last for a while. So I think it's just being um, clear about the decisions that you're making and thinking it through rather than just thinking what's the least amount of money that I can spend on something. Right. And with that, like if you really do feel a little bit tied for money, because I know I've been in that situation where... Oh, totally. I don't know. I remember one season where I was substitute teaching. So just the income wasn't as much and a million of my friends were like having babies or getting married or then there's birthday parties and like just so many things to buy gifts for. Yeah. And it can feel really overwhelming and you don't want to do something cheap, but sometimes your budget says you can't spend more than this. But one thing that I found is I will sometimes use gift cards that I've gotten to places and then yes. take those gift cards and go buy somebody's like something really nice from that store because then yeah it's money that I can spend and it's not taking it out of my budget. Right. But it also, since gift cards usually are given to you as gifts, right. it was something that I didn't have, that wasn't coming out of my money, I guess. Right. Or re-gift the gift card. Like sometimes people getting yeah. a gift card is like a really helpful thing. And I've done that too. So. No, yeah. that's a great idea. I love that. And I think I have also been in that tight season of like when we first got married was when like everyone got married from our Mm -hmm. friends group. Mm -hmm. And so I started this tradition where every time a friend of mine got married, I know how to crochet. And so I would crochet them a set of four potholders, which each potholder takes me about a movie to make. Uh, And so I would just like I was at home a lot because, you know, I didn't have a lot of money to go out. So I would make these potholders and I'd give them people. And I always felt like a bit of a grandma, like, oh, this is such a grandma mm-hmm. gift. Like, but every person that I gave them to was like, we love these potholders and we use them every day. Yeah. Every day we use them. And it was so, it was an intentional gift. Like yeah. I, it was a frugal gift because, you know, I bought, I bought the yarn. I tried to buy good quality yarn with yeah. Michael's, use my 50% off coupon. But, um, I put the time and effort into it and it was a frugal gift, but it was also a thoughtful one and Mm -hmm. people love their potholders. And I still do that now, even though we could spend more money on gifts, I usually will crochet potholders and it's, I think no one else will probably do this. Someone else will buy something off the registry, but no one else is going to make them these potholders. I will say just a side note, just because it's real. Not everyone is going to appreciate the value of a homemade gift. No, that's true. Um, for sure. And that's okay. Yeah. Like they, I think sometimes people just don't, if they've never made a handmade gift, they don't actually realize the time and energy that it takes yeah. to do that. Um, or like the care and consideration that goes into picking that out. So I've gotten sometimes some like, I don't, I don't know what the right word is. Like a little bit strange responses. Like you could just tell they don't quite appreciate it appreciate it but then there's the people that really do and I know that I put like the time and energy and effort into it and so just just a reality side note like honestly not everybody's gonna understand or appreciate it and that's okay 
And maybe you just know that when you do gifts, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, your friend isn't going to appreciate it. So then you use the gift card to buy something or you spend right. a little bit money, more money on theirs where someone else right. you're like, Oh, they're going to appreciate this. So I can do that. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 All right. Do you want to do our next category? Yeah. So this one is, this took me a while to learn and this is quality over quantity. I definitely used to be the person. What were those like the little teeny bopper stores in the malls where you could get like shirts for $3. No, no, no. It was like the fast, it was the fast fashion store. Like fast fashion. Yeah. Super fast fashion. Yes. Cheap Cheap fashion. Like Melrose. Wasn't Melrose? Yeah. Melrose. Okay. Sorry, Melrose. You're probably, I don't even think you're still a company anymore. You're probably out of business. It's fine. Um, And I would, like, just in my teenage and even my college years, it would be that or it'd be buying the little $10 flats from Kohl's or wherever. Just things that are not going to last, like not going to go the distance. And one thing I learned, shoes I learned really probably the quickest because I'm teaching and I'm on my feet all day. Yeah. I just need good shoes. I, so I like to get my shoes from like the old lady shoe store at the mall. Yep. And the ones that are, have like a good support, they're really comfortable, they're thick, they're, all those things, but it makes a difference. Once I switched shoes, I was so much happier at the end of the day. Like my yeah. feet felt so much better and I realized they last a lot longer. And so what I tend to do, and this works for me because I'm good with this, but I tend to have about one pair of shoes for each like purpose, you know, like I have mm-hmm. one pair of really cute close toed like booties that I wear like for work. They're like my close toed work shoes. And then I have one really cute pair of more sandal like one really timer. cute pair. One really cute pair of. <laughs> you go. You go ahead. Okay. One really cute pair of sandal-like work shoes, and then I have like slip-on tennis shoes, and so I just maybe have one for each purpose. That's a neutral color and design, but still really cute. That can go with a lot of things. So yeah, I have found that that works so much better and I'm so much happier with it and they do last longer. Yeah. Um, same thing with clothes. Yeah. Some of those really cheap things, like they just wear out right away and you only get to wear them for a little bit. And then mm-hmm. it's, you know, and it's done and it's got holes in it and, or it's pilling or it's stretching out. Right. And we I did a whole know. episode on that. So if you want to hear more about oh, that's true. We did. how we yeah. feel about clothes, yeah. free to check out that episode. Yeah. Which other, but the other thing with clothes is clothes, you can get them used. Oh, yeah. So, but shoes, you can get shoes used. It's really nice, though, to get a new pair that you can break into your foot. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. No, that's good. So all those big, like those big purchases, mom always told us, like, Shoes and mattresses is where you mm-hmm. want to spend a lot of your money because those are the, you're on your feet for multiple hours a day and you're sleeping for multiple hours a day. So those right. are the things you want to put more money right. into. And that goes for anything. I think, you yeah. know, like kitchen items or like, mm-hmm. 
you know, things for your house, furniture, things that you really do want to last a long time. Sometimes you need to pay a little bit more money up front for that quality, but then it means that you have it for longer and you're not Mm -hmm. consistently buying like a new couch every five years or whatever. Right. Right. But I'm all about to the multi-purpose. If you can get something that's yes. good quality and a little more multi-purpose, like even thinking oh, yeah. about in the kitchen, like you need a certain amount of pots and pans because you might be making a, a meal that has needs several pots and pans, but yeah. you don't need a billion cheap ones. Yeah. You need like a nice good one that can do a lot of jobs. Right. I or just an instant pot. Same pans or just an instant pot. <laughs> That's right. But I tend to use the same stuff over and over. And actually, last time I moved, I got rid of a lot of stuff in my kitchen because I realized yeah. I'm not using all of this and I don't need it. So I kept the yeah. nicer ones and just downsized a little bit. And it was great. So yeah, quality, awesome. like it's worth it to buy quality. It's not and worth can it be- to have a billion things. Right. And so that could mean frugal means spending a hundred dollars on a pair of shoes instead of buying 10 pairs of $10 shoes that hurt your feet, that hurt your feet. Yeah. I have learned that same lesson. Just buy Birkenstocks. Okay. The next, uh, the next category that we're going to talk about today, the last one is about food. I have learned this with food. Food can be really cheap. You could go to McDonald's and buy the two cheeseburger meal and it will fill you up. No doubt. Well, maybe it could fill you up or like, I really love Taco Bell. Like we went to Taco Mm -hmm. Bell growing up as kids. So it's so nostalgic for me, but every time I eat it, I'm like, this tastes delicious and gross all at the same time, but I love it. (laughs) And it's so good. So that is something where you can spend a little money on food. So you could buy chips, you can buy soda, all of that's really cheap Mm -hmm. and it maybe even will fill you up. But I think planning a frugal and nutritious meal that will actually fill you up in a good way or be like really a lot better for you is, Mm -hmm. you know, you might spend a little bit more or maybe you spend the same and you just are more intentional with what you buy. So mom, when I got, I think it was when I got married, she gave me this cookbook called More With Less. Oh, I've been, that's been my COVID cookbook. I've been like, Try a new recipes. Keep going. It's amazing. It is a Mennonite cookbook mm-hmm. and it's amazing. When I read it, there was um, this one page that rocked my world. So they were talking about how to make your own, you know how, when you make a casserole, you use like cream of mushroom or like cream mm-hmm. of chicken soup. So mm-hmm. I would always buy cream of chicken soup because I would make this chicken and rice casserole that mom would always make. Yeah. And in this cookbook, it's the introduction to the cream of whatever soup mix. It says, Mm -hmm. when will people learn that cream of chicken is just a white sauce? And all that's in it is like milk and sugar, not sugar. All that's in it is milk and flour and salt and butter. Yeah. And, and or chicken broth, if you wanted to have that flavor. But I would, I started making my own because it was like a dollar a can, or it was like all these things I already had in my house yeah, things I was already going to buy. And so I started making my own like cream of chicken soup mix. And so that is something that's like, that's like a frugal thing, Mm -hmm. or I make my own taco seasoning. So people, they make tacos, they buy those little packets. Mm -hmm. Those packets are cheap. But a frugal thing to do would be like, let's find out what's in that. Let's make our own mix. We're going to make like 10 times the amount for probably the same amount of money as like one packet. Right. And then you just have it in your house. Well, and you started doing that too because you found you were able to make it. Was it gluten or soy you were trying to not have in the mix? Oh, yeah. That was when Fred was 
trying out not uh, eating gluten. And so, yes, the cream of chicken soup was that. And also taco seasoning. We started using oat flour instead of regular flour. So side benefit if you make it. Yeah, totally. And recently, Fred and I have been on this journey of, I don't want to be too committed when I say it, but we watched (laughs) a documentary about about veganism and we were like, man, there's so many good points about like, animals and the farmland and climate change and all these things. We're like, we love cheese too much to be vegan, but we could give up meat. That's something that we could do. Mm -hmm. And so we now cook vegetarian. Mm -hmm. And that is something that not buying meat saves you a lot of money. It means that we probably spend more money on butter than we used to and like on cheese, but we're not eating meat. And some people would say that that is still just as bad. One step at a time, people. So we have started doing that, and we now buy soy milk also. So we switch soy mm. milk. We switch from honey to agave because that's a plant-based thing. Yeah, so just like little changes of this is like a thing that we're doing that uh, it's cheaper to buy, you know, regular milk mm-hmm. rather than soy milk. Mm-hmm. But we're deciding that that's something that's important to us, and it's also better – Health-wise, there's a lot of studies that show that, you know, plant-based diet is actually better for you than like having so much Mm -hmm. dairy in your diet. And so that can be a a factor. And for some people, when we talked to Rebecca Isham in episode 18, Mm -hmm. um, she talked about spending more money on her supplements so that Mm -hmm. they didn't get sick as often. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's like, it's not cheap. And same for me, I buy these uh, expensive vitamins, but I don't get sick as often, which means Mm -hmm. I don't miss work as often, which means I don't go to the doctor as often. Mm -hmm. So that's not a cheap thing to do, but it's a frugal thing to do because in the long run, Mm -hmm. I'm saving money. In the long run, if if I'm buying more plant-based things, you know, it's going to be like better for my health and that'll also mm-hmm. save me money. And so mm-hmm. that is something that we have learned and that we're doing. And, you know, a good meal doesn't have to cost a lot. Mm-mm. You can make a really delicious, nutritious, filling meal. Mm-hmm. And you can also make a really gross meal that's frugal. So Fred and I <laughs> constantly, every time we like talk about food, I, we make fun of this one meal that I made when we were first married. So we were like on a very tight budget. We were spending like $150 a month or something for groceries, like very little. Mm -hmm. I made this lentil and brown rice casserole because I'm like, it was in my cookbook, Mm -hmm. the healthy meals for less cookbook that I love. Mm -hmm. So I made this casserole and it has all these spices in it and it comes out of the oven and I'm like, it doesn't look great, but like, we'll give it a try. (laughs) Both of us were like, this is disgusting. Like it tasted (laughs) so bad. And we were at a point where we're like, we can't really afford to throw it away. So we ate it. And then for like the next, I made like a a family size portion because that's what I do. So Fred and I would send each other pictures that week because we would take our meals as like lunch and our leftovers as lunch. And we would send each other pictures of this casserole and we would just write food is fuel. And like, that was it for that week. Like food is fuel. That's fine. So we don't make the lentil and brown rice casserole anymore, but you know, maybe we'll make a really tasty, nutritious salad and throw in some Mm -hmm. quinoa and throw in some other things that like in the long run is probably a little bit cheaper than other things that we could buy, but it's intentional. So what have you learned in this category about food, Jess? So your lentil brown rice thing, I, as soon as you so started gross. telling the story, it reminded me of mom's, the one her and dad always talk about is like, was a turkey apple casserole or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she even told me, cause I told her, I've been starting to cook more out of that more with less cookbook, just cause it's a cookbook that I have. 
and I never really used it because I'm going to be honest. It's, it's the great. most boring looking cookbook Oh, there's on no the pictures. Planet. No pictures. So it's just really hard to get into. Yeah. But I found some really good recipes and like some of the cookie recipes, mm. delicious. But I told mom I was baking more out of that and she goes, okay, just don't do the turkey apple one. <laughs> so that was her. I love that. That's like the same cookbook that mom had. Yeah. yeah I. I made a white bean chili with apple in it. And I'm like, this sounds like I, I found this recipe and it was like a great vegetarian main dish. And I was yeah. like, awesome. And I made it. And every time we ate it, we're like, this is so gross and weird. That was this year. Okay. So you're going to find some stinkers yeah. when you make it. Yeah. Yeah. And it happens. But- I've been like trying to be really diligent though about writing notes in my cookbook. Like, yeah, hey, this good was one. good. But it doesn't need this much sugar. You could do less. Or like sure. one recipe, I tried doing less sugar and I wrote in there, use the whole amount of sugar. It's yeah. gross if you don't. Totally. Um, one thing I would say about the like healthy and nutritious is if it's going to be frugal, it probably will take you a little more time. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think that's true with any home cooked meal, like nutritious or not. If you're going to, if you want something really good and tasty, it's going to take more time. So right, you have to chop would, things. You have to chop things. things. I would recommend, like, definitely, you know, I would recommend leftovers is what I always recommend. It's just – For sure. Because if you're going to spend that time, you should – Right. You're and gonna, we talked about you're that. You're going to wear yourself out if you're, like, making a completely homemade meal oh, yeah. from scratch every day. You're going to wear yourself out. Like, go with yeah. the leftovers. I do a lot of food prep on Sunday. Yeah. And so I'll do stuff too, like I'll prep some salads in a jar, but I'll also cook up some rice and stuff so that I can make some rice bowls during the week. And then I'll just throw in, like, I'll throw some beans on top and some vegetables and different things. So a lot of times I'll batch prep the parts and pieces so it's easier to throw together throughout the week. Right. Yes. Um, another thing right now, because it's summertime, that is a great way to be frugal with your food is have a garden and make friends with people that have gardens and share your produce. Yeah. Because I like, I made, Oh, the most delicious. Like I chopped up, I got a bunch of cherry tomatoes from my friend's garden. Cause mine are not doing as much right now. Hers. She got them in the ground earlier than I did. So I chopped up a bunch of those. And then I had a bunch of basil out in my yard and I chopped all that up and like mixed it all together. And that was just like some salt and pepper and olive oil. So good on top of, anything and delicious it didn't I mean I guess it cost me money at some point but I didn't have to go to the store and buy all those ingredients right and I have a bunch of friends who like they're you know I don't know once you start getting in those communities and are known as a person that like yeah I'll trade garden food with you like a friend that brought over some blackberries from her garden and I sent her home with some basil from my garden and we just did a little garden swap you know perfect that's awesome I love that yeah. Yeah. The last two things I would say, and we did a whole episode on meal prep, so yeah. um, feel free to check that out. But um, two things that I would say that have helped me a lot with meal prep is number one, get an instant pot or a crock pot yeah. and or both. Yeah. Um, the instant pot has a crock pot function on it. I have never used it, but um, it's not as going to be as good as a crock pot. But anyways, I made a soup yesterday that like I chopped everything up, threw it in and it was ready in 30 minutes. So that's really helpful um, mm-hmm. if you have a bit less time. And then I have really been loving my food processor. Mm-hmm. So what I will do is it's really hard to find canned tomatoes here. It's like a really random thing, like diced tomatoes, you know, mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. chili recipes, like one can of diced tomatoes. Right. 
hard to find here. And so I just use my food processor. I chop the ends off the tomatoes, throw them in two seconds, chop, chop. And then I have my diced tomatoes, quote unquote. And that's been really helpful because it saves a lot of time chopping. Mm -hmm. Same with like, we talked about this in another episode, I hate grating cheese. Mm -hmm. And so you can put the cheese through the food processor and it grates your cheese for you. Mm -hmm. It's like magic. So doing that will help with that food prep. And then I use it to make lots of other things, but uh, it's super helpful. Yeah. So that I grated is, and that's, zucchini the other day. I needed to grate zucchini. And oh, it just yeah. does in like processor. 10 yeah. seconds what you would so sit great. there for five yeah. minutes doing on the grater. Yeah, I don't have time for that. I didn't have time for that before, but I definitely don't have time for that now that I have a newborn. So yeah, yeah. Food processor is really great. And that was for us, like, you know, we spent, you could spend like a hundred dollars on a food processor, but if you're going to use it and it's going to mm-hmm. save you time and money, then that is totally worth it. And that's a frugal right. thing to do because right. you're saving money in the long run. Jessica, do you want to share the do it or don't for this episode? Yeah. Okay. So your challenge for this episode, should you choose, should to, you choose to accept it, it? <laughs> um, is to think about a way that you might've been cheap because we've all done it and yep. then figure out how to make it frugal instead. And yes. then tell us about it because we want to know. And you can yeah. use the hashtag that frugalicious life if you're uh, sharing on social media, or you can email us at frugaliciouspod at gmail.com. But yes. either way, we would love to hear your ideas on how you frugal instead of cheap because it's definitely uh I mean as you've seen like through these discussions like it can be easy to go on either side of that yeah and it takes intentionality to be frugal instead of just cheap it takes intentionality and planning so let us know we want ideas yes and speaking of which uh we have a brief announcement so we uh have a website frugaliciouspod.com and on there, there is a form where you can submit listener feedback. But I just found out recently that those entries have not been coming to me as they should. So if you submitted something on our web form with a listener feedback form, thank you so much. Yeah. I haven't read it because I haven't <laughs> received it. I'm currently in phone calls with people about it. Hey guys, quick update. The problem is fixed. So feel free to use our website to contact us. So we'd love to hear from you about what you decide to change in your life, or if you have any experiences about being cheap versus being frugal or any times that you were stingy when you shouldn't have been, or a really great frugal hack that you have that um, you were able to be frugal instead of cheap. We would love to hear all those things. So please do get in touch with us. We love hearing from you. And as we've mentioned in previous episodes, if you contact us, you get to be a part of our subscriber shout out section of the show. Mm-hmm. And we will give you your 15 seconds of fame and mention you. So please do get in touch with us. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back soon with some more awesome content for you about how to continue to live a frugally fabulous life. Thanks so much for listening. Be frugal, be fabulous. And let's talk again soon. Bye. Get out of debt. It's where the money's at And where the money's at (laughs) We do the budget dance
Well, as always, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Frugalicious. Our music is by the fabulous Atoria. Thank you so much to our mom for showing us how to be frugal and not cheat. Thanks, Thanks mom. mom. You can subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date on new episodes. You can rate us and review us. Let us know what you think. We love hearing from you. And if you want to get in touch with us on social media, we're at Frugalicious Pod. And you can email us at frugaliciouspod at gmail.com. So together, let's make the world a more frugalicious, frugalicious place. Okay, I'm going to do a timer for this one, okay? Because I think that'd be good. So what do you think? 30 minutes. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Um, Just when looking at this list, is there anyone that you want to pick and kind of lead the talk about? We didn't talk about this before, but. Yeah. Yeah. here, let's, I'm going to move some things around and then we'll just sure. back and forth it. Okay. We have 11 minutes left in our oh. 30 okay. minutes. Can you like pause the timer while I'm re? <laughs> I mean, really we can go past the timer. It's just, to <laughs> no, pause the timer. Okay. I mean, it's really just whenever the baby wakes up. So 